Welcome to the Internet Jet Set Podcast. Now, this podcast is made for those who are tired and want to ditch their corporate lives and work for themselves and experience everything that the freedom of self-employment has to offer. So on this podcast, my guest and I will share tactical ways in which you can work for yourself and the blueprint to get started building the life of your dreams. So visit me on my YouTube channel, John Cristani on YouTube for more exclusive content and to get access to a free training course to help you get started with your first profitable internet business. What's up, Jet Setters? John Cristani here. Now I want to introduce you to one of the top podcasters in the world, consistently top 10, Ryan Riddle. And uh, am I pronouncing that right? Close. Nidell. Nidell. Yeah. Nidell. Okay. Uh, and we're going to be talking about how to grow a massive audience as well as also just you're working on a you're working on a coaching you're working on a coaching platform to help people figure out and what is what is the goal what is the big goal of it for people so the goal is if let's take you and i for instance yeah. right we all have we all have a, a pathway we've a map in our brain right we think the same way we think we've experienced the same things we've experienced but inherently there's something inside of us that knows we want more, but most of us don't know how it's really possible. You, you got, yeah, of course. That's <laughs> 100%. 100%. So myself and a couple guys from inside of the neuroplasticity research department at Johns Hopkins and a couple of psychologists and psychiatrists from, from Harvard have developed this. What is neuroplasticity? Neuroplasticity is essentially you have neuropathways in your brain, right? Okay. There's, we can talk about, I call them trauma troughs for the lack of a better term. And so we've all experienced things, right? Like, let's say you saw, you, you had to put your dog down as a child, you know, he got old and you had to, you had to bear mm. right? And that creates something inside of us that is a memory. Yeah. That memory. Most of us were never really taught how to process an efficient usage of instances in our life, right? There's things that go on and most of us were never explained, yeah. right? You so read, write, but not nothing with emotions, especially as men specifically, right? Like you don't show emotions, you don't show vulnerability. And so what happens is that memory gets stored and human beings are consistently working towards efficiency, right? Like homeostasis in most creatures, mm -hmm. you know, the ability to come to a sum zero center yeah. is something that's present within 72 hours for most of us. And so I bring that up because let's say, again, you lose something of value to you right now. Maybe it's not a living being, maybe it's your cell phone, sure, right? but it's, it's valuable to you. Your brain is rewired to automatically take that and push it right back to the same part of your brain that processed the memory of your dog died. Mm. So great, right? That's, that's the neural mm. pathway. Neuroplasticity is now the study that you can move those pathways. They don't have to be ingrained in you forever. You mm. can do things to, to remold your brain and figure out how to make it, you know, essentially operate more efficiently, more effectively. And that's, what's been very interesting. This test that I have, this it's life optimization test is what it's called right now gives us an ability to see literally the pathways in which your brain work and then give you an actual plan to maneuver those into something that you want to serve you, right? Like what's important to me from where I'm at in my life might not be the same that's important to you. It yeah. might be, but it might not be like, but you know, and so the biggest thing to do is understand how each of our brains work and then create a path of training modules and things that can help you benefit your life based off your individual results. It's not a one size fits all. We've had, Gosh, just over 1,500 people take the test so far. There has not been two people with the exact same results. So we all are truly unique and individual based on how our brains work. 
but we've all had our own unique experiences, right? There's, there's reasons our brains work the way they do. Now, I mean, this is obviously a huge concept. And as, uh, you know, we're both, I'd say we're both considered educators in some sort of sense or teachers. I mean, you get, you, you reach hundreds of thousands, millions, millions upon millions of people. And same thing with I, and I, you know, it's, I think we're all kind of battling with this issue is how do we, you know, we've obviously gotten some sort of, some level of success in our life mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're thinking, okay, how do I pay it for it? How do I pass this knowledge along to others? But, and I, I think we're both doing it, but you're looking at it as how do I get into the, how the brain, what, 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 I mean, you're doing, you're doing well, you're doing reasonably well as an entrepreneur, as an influencer by any standard, what pushed you to, I'm I'm guessing this take a lot of time and effort. What pushed you to make this leap to like, okay, you're doing well and now, but you're going to try to create this, 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 I don't even know what to call it, assessment to, I mean, that's huge if you can actually get it work. And I, you know, I, I, I don't know all the research behind it, but that's a huge project. That's a huge, like that's a multi-year thing. Like what, I mean, you could be making a lot more money. You could spend that time partying, vacationing, making more money. What's, what, what's, why, why, why are you doing this thing to help all people? Yeah. So I'll say a lot of it's a season of my life, right? I've been okay. through the, the big swings of success, right? The, the six figure months pretty consistently, the, the businesses that go from conception to scale to exit, you know, those have been things that I've been very fortunate to experience. And I did a little partying. I did the, the multiple cars, the houses, <laughs> like, right? Like we can yeah. dive as deep into that as you want to. Like, yeah, sure. Thousand dollar nights in New York City were almost commonplace. Right? Hundred thousand. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. I mean, some pretty Fun. some pretty wild stuff back then. And admittedly, then on the backside, I ended up losing everything. Right. I started another business, a high risk merchant processing business. Oh, nice. That's and a good way to lose money. Yeah, it was great until it wasn't. Right. I looked back after twelve months and. Not only to operate the business for those 12 months, but also that half million dollars, $370,000 took me to write a check to shut down the business. It's like all of a sudden, all the money that I thought I had sitting around, I no longer had. Yeah. Went through truck repossessions and really went through, my life went from top of the mountain to bottom very, very quickly. Interesting. And on the backside of rebuilding, had had some more successes and have realized right now that as long as I have my, I'll say my carnal needs met, right? And we all have what we can dictate those are, you know, food, shelter, travel. You so said car only? Carnal. Like carnal. The, okay. The yeah. Things. Food, shelter, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. It, there's, there's just like a famous psychologist named Maslow. It's Maslow's hierarchy, yeah. right? The base level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. As long as I have those met for what means importance to me, mm-hmm. how can I make a bigger impact? And, but mm-hmm. it's twofold, right? Cause I, I've spent enough money on personal development. I've spent enough yeah. money on coaches and mentors and things. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars because I was a guy that was lying, that was cheating. Like I had multiple girlfriends, the failed businesses, <laughs> oh ample, you know, use steroids consistently for 10 or 15 years. Like had a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. I started taking stock of my life. I don't feel good, right? Like money is not making me feel good at all. Right. And it's not that the lack of money would make one feel good either. It just, for me, it was, okay, if that's not fixing it, yeah, maybe there's somebody else that can quote unquote fix me. Through that entire process, realized I was never, I didn't need fixed, right? I just needed a little tune up, right? Who I was as a person and what was inside, although it was in this shell and shroud of, you know, muscles and 
four or five individual girlfriends at a time and like really crazy stuff, right? Like and we can die. So bad for you. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, well, they all thought they were my one and only, right? I, there's a distinct memory I have that I came home from a business trip and pulled in my, my, my neighborhood. And as I'm pulling in, there's four women bickering on the front yard. Are you kidding me? Like, this is like a movie. I'm like, what, what, what is this? And I, I park and I'm like, I know all these four women. That's because they're all my girlfriends and none of them know about each other. And so they had all figured out through social media and all these crazy things. We're talking now six or seven years ago at this point, but you know, here, here I am. They're all, you know, like I'm the only one. And none of them were the only one. This was months and months, like the longest girlfriend I've been with for two and a half years. Right. And just a really, how, okay. You have to finish this story. How, what, how'd you, what happened? What, what happened next? So they all wanted to know why they want to know the house. Um, it wasn't super aggressive. You know, everybody was two of them ended up becoming very good friends with one another based off of it, meeting each other through the trauma that I had created. One of them ended up sticking around, right? And wanted to rekindle things. I had the story running in the background. And again, we'll, we can dive really deep into this. At 17, I moved out on my own. Mm-hmm. My, my mother was dating a guy that was a pretty bad alcoholic and he used to come home and try to fight me. And I, shit. It was, I was my height. I'm six, two and I was about 165 pounds, hundred yeah. like very, very skinny guy. Mm-hmm. And that created between that and when my father and mother were married. My father was a very hard worker, but was very strict, probably even a little aggressive. Right. Yeah. I'd say there's multiple times where he took some of his aggression out on the way his life was on me as a physical person. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at those two things together and moved out and moved on my own. And this thing where I never want to be alone. Right. Like I, I know this now mm-hmm. in my 34 year old body. Yeah. I, I had a fear of being alone and I had a fear of conflict. So that's a perfect recipe for it. Although I knew if you and I were dating, look, this is, there's nothing wrong with us, right? As, as a relationship, this is working. It's not working as well as I know it could. And it's not because I've tried. It's just, we're not really compatible. Uh, so instead of sitting down with you and saying, you know, I appreciate this, but this isn't going to work. I would just leave myself open to a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. And when the new opportunity came in, I grabbed that one and I'd wait and see if it was better because I didn't want to be without. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, well, that wasn't too bad, but now I don't want to break up with either one because the new one were yeah. perfect, but they had the piece and parts and the other ones have. And this just kept going on. Like this is my entire twenties was just, I'd like to say it's debauchery, right? Cause you think the one night stands, you think all the things. Girls lost some money. Yeah. But it was, it was much more like I was very slow to jump into bed with these women. It wasn't a thing of like, Oh, I got to close mm-hmm. them. And, which I think is a story that so many of us have in the background. Like that makes us more of a man. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, I wanted that intimate relationship. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to find the one person to make me feel centered and happy. And I kept searching for it everywhere else. The only place I could ever really be found was here. Interesting. But I didn't know that at that point. Like my perception didn't show that to me. It wasn't until I started really figuring out these pieces of parts, you know, which that started to come with, you know, old habits die hard. And I, I certainly was not a quick learner. Oddly enough, I would call myself intelligent, but not when it comes to women. <laughs> so all these, all these things happen, say six or seven years ago now. I'm down to the one woman that stuck. Around. How they all end up on the lawn together at the same time? Social media, right? So I, I was, I didn't have social media back then. Even six years ago, no Facebook, no okay. Instagram. Strategically, because number one, I would tell everybody I didn't need it or want it. Yeah. yeah. And two, it was because I knew I would get caught, right? Because everybody wants to post pictures. Oh, interesting. Uh, the, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tag you. Like, I don't yeah. need it. It's a, it's a college thing. I'm too busy for this. All this stuff. You said you were busy, and you know, I see you out, out in. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. The, the, I'll say the main girlfriend, the one I've been with for the longest, saw an image that was posted from another girlfriend where I was skiing with her. Like they somehow like had a friend in common, and all of a sudden it pops up on her feet. Mm. And she sends me a picture. And she's like, "What's this?" And I just don't even answer. Right? Oh, there's, no, there's no 
how do you get out of that? Right. You don't uh-huh. get out of that. Yeah, yeah. And so from those two communicating, then another one of the girls saw the same picture and it just so happened the fourth girl was coming to meet me at my house when I got home from my trip. So she was just like happy to pull in. These three girls are waiting for me. And it's like, hey, here we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so as, as it progresses and forwards from there, <laughs> the one woman that, I, that, I, that stuck around, the one woman that stayed with it, it, I knew it wasn't a good fit. It wasn't necessarily a healthy relationship. Uh-huh. It, it was good, but it, I knew I was capable of better. I ended up meeting who is now my wife at, at the gym I work out at. We spent a couple months. Not no even, way. Yeah, not even really? going out. But I was with somebody else, right? And it's like, same, yeah. same story, right? I'm going to date two people at the same time. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't drink coffee, but I went out in the morning to get my, who is now my wife, my girlfriend then, a cup of coffee. Yeah. Pull back in my neighborhood, have moved houses now, have done some different things. And there's a white C-Class Mercedes in my driveway, which happened to be the car I had bought this other woman. Yeah. So <laughs> buying them cars. Oh yeah, nice. Breast augmentation, surgeries, <laughs> helping pay off mortgages. Like you did something. I did all that. I did all of that. Yeah. And so they had a like I had another blow up right now. This mm-hmm. is the first woman. You know, she's been through this twice with me, so she's you know, very distraught. Mm-hmm. My who is now my wife just sits there and is just confused, right? Because mm-hmm. we've been together four months now, five months. And, there's been no part of our life together would let her think that there's somebody else, mm. right? Like she, she would have thought she was the one and only. And she left and everybody left. And I, I felt the sense of relief finally, right? Like there's no girl around. All my stories are out. At that point, gosh, I'm 30 years old, got a little bit of money in the bank. Mm. I, this feels good. I can start over, right? Uh-huh. Well, I love my wife. She calls me back at like seven or eight o'clock that night. To say, I answer the phone. I'm like, look, if you're gonna yell at me more, if you need to get more stuff out, I get it. I'm just kind of over it for today, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to. I've, I've had five, like six hours of you guys beating on me, rightfully yeah. so. But I'm just good. She goes, no, no, no. Oddly enough, it's not like that. Something tells me to come back and see you. Like, excuse me, because we're all biased, right? But I find yeah. my wife to be incredibly gorgeous. I mean, gets hit on consistently. Was getting hit on sure. with her for all time. There's no reason she should have come back. And she comes back and we have some more conversations. We slowly, you know, heal our relationship. Sure. And she eventually sits down with me and says, you know, you're just, you know, you're capable of a lot more. And it was the first time in my life that clicked. Like, man, somebody stuck with me. They didn't leave wow. me. They didn't abandon me. She didn't yell or fight. She's like, you, you know, you are a greater person than how you're acting. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. What, what do you mean? And she explains it to me. And that, that really opened Pandora's box for personal development for me and going, you know, Tony Robbins route. And then, guy named Garrett White and Wake Up Warrior and, you know, some of these different check boxes along the way that I've been a part of and spent getting tons of money on it, but it's the best money I've ever spent, right? Because it's, it's really cre- recreated who I am now. I'm married, you know, have, would never lie, would never cheat. Like they're not even things in my vernacular, really. But all that led me to this thing of, okay, how can I make an impact on people from a coaching practice, right? So I feel called or compelled to help others, right? I've spent the money. I've got the certifications. I've done all these things. How can I add value to people's lives so they don't have to live the way that I lived? Because I know there's a lot of people that have everything from feeling like they're not enough to not want to be alone to thinking they are alone. Like there's things, right? We all, I believe we all want to live what I call an optimized life. And so just, I believe no different than you and I sitting here right now, that when you start to do the right thing, you meet great people at the right time. And so I happen to meet these researchers from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Interesting. I have hazardly. I didn't seek them out. They actually, based off the podcast, mm. reached out to me 
and asked me if I wouldn't mind taking a, a test that they created. Hmm. I said, of course, absolutely. You take the test. It's very clunky. It's ugly. It's on Google Docs. It's very clinical. It's cold. I mean, it's a miserable consumer experience, like atrocious. Mm-hmm. Take it. They don't explain to me what it's for. They don't explain anything like that. Then they eventually call me back two weeks later and read me my results. The results were so incredibly telling to me that I didn't have a tribe. Right? I didn't have men in my life that could support me that weren't related to business, right? Because mm. as entrepreneurs, we always have people around, right? You call you, hey, man, I, let's talk about some traffic. And sure, yeah. so we have a friendship. I don't have the guy I can call and say, like, I hate my wife today. Mm. Not that I actually hate her, right? But mm. we have those days where there's mm. those emotional dumps that we yeah. do. And so when I started looking at things like that and started looking at how really small my ego was from all the things I had done in my life, I had these stories running in the back of my head that I was just never going to be a good person. I was never going to be enough Mm -hmm. because the actions I had taken didn't line up with somebody of a high moral fiber. Mm -hmm. Didn't mean that I was inherently broken as a person. It just Mm -hmm. means I made bad decisions. So I started seeing this on this test. I'm like, okay, this is pretty, pretty strong. What should I do with this? Right. You Mm -hmm. told me something great. I consume it, but no different than anything you teach. The consumption of something is great, but it takes applicable action to make any sort of change. Mm -hmm. So give me a couple action items between, you know, friend circles and things like that, you know, exercises to increase what I call that a healthy ego. Mm-hmm. I don't think ego is the enemy. I know there's a book out there somewhere. I think an unchecked ego is the enemy. I think we mm-hmm. all have to have some sense of who we are and what our worth is. Self-awareness, of course. And so after you know, working on that for two weeks, I reached back to myself. I got to help you guys. Like, what can I do to propel this business? I mean, I have this podcast that gets, you know, how many hundreds of thousands, millions of downloads, you know, whatever it is on a daily, daily basis. Can I just promote this? Like, are you guys able to scale? Like, can I have people go to a website? And say, we don't know anything about business. We don't know anything about marketing. We don't know how to build a website. We were hoping you would eventually reach back out. We'd love to partner up with you. Hmm. Hmm. I said, okay. Well, at this point, you know, I still, as of right now, you don't have a marketing and media company, you know, graphic designers, PHP, like all the pieces and parts. Yeah. Content writers are all internal for me. And so, sure. Yeah. What's it look like? And so we, we structured a deal and over time that deal has you know, waned and waxed and weaned a little bit, you know, it's changed uh, based off, you know, just being a businessman, right? Sure. 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 Make sure to put yourself in the best position. Obviously a good business person. So (laughs) trying to make sure I'm doing the right thing by the right people. But I'm also past the point of doing things where I'm not valued based off what I'm putting in. Sure. And so I throw those pieces and parts and the right, doing the right thing at the right time, have access to this and design the website. It's still beta, right? It's still not beautiful, but the results work and the results work very, very well. And so in this, it's, I wanted to clean up the coaching industry, right? The, the coaching, the mentorship industry, there's nothing wrong with it, right? Inherently, again, I don't feel like people are flawed or broken. Mm-hmm. What I feel like is though, it's such a low barrier to entry, right? If you have Instagram or Facebook, you can all of a sudden put on there, I'm a coach. Everybody's a coach now. Yeah. I get it. Like we all have to start somewhere. I'm not knocking that journey. Mm-hmm. What I am suggesting is there's a better way to start to make sure you're making a healthy impact on people's lives, mm-hmm. right? Because if people trust me to be coach, there's an intimate bond that gets created. Whether yep. you want it or not, it's there. Okay. So by nature of that, you have the ability to really potentially harm someone, right? Like you could ask them to do a whole bunch of crazy things that you don't really know if they work. You're just trying sure. to help. But all of a sudden we can kind of regulate that, right? Cause you have a, a test that people take on an intake form. It shows you, you know, intellect and ego and all more variables than I can count. I mean, your, your results that are not beefed up are still a, a 25 page and every page has a bunch of mm-hmm. data about you. Then you can create a coaching protocol based around the specific needs of a person, right? So it's no longer, well, here's a 12 week syllabus. So here's exactly 
exactly how it works. Think of how we all are in the education system, right? Whether it's high school or college, you sat down the first day, here's your syllabus of what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. How does that really work? Right? Like you don't know how my brain works. Like I get those things you have to teach us, yeah. but what if I'm the advanced one? I can get all the stuff done in six days. Like why do I have to sit here for six months or vice versa? What if I'm the one that's more introverted and a little slow to consume information? Maybe it's going to take me eight months to do what other people think it should be six. It's a recipe for disaster. So this test, as it keeps getting massaged and matured, is a recipe to stop the disasters of the coaching industry. It's to make it so there's 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 a balancing act. But it's not only coaching. Jobs that we get into everything from dating, right? Like that's one of the big telling signs we've seen so far. If you and your potential partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever you'd have, start both taking the test, and there are key indicators that your standard deviation, you know, the, the standard amount that the test can swing back and forth. If you're more than two standard deviations apart, we've seen so far a 92% failure rate in your relationship inside the first 18 months. Interesting. So now I'm starting to start really thinking, it's like, okay, well, how much time, energy, this data work. you're, so you're collecting ongoing data with some oh, of the people that absolutely interesting. Absolutely. So it's the same thing as it comes to hiring and firing practices. How many questions is the test and how often do you follow up with these people? So right now tests are 580 questions. It's nothing, it's nothing you're going to get done in, in 30 minutes, yeah. right? Like this is not some sort of figure out what Disney princess you are on Facebook. How long does it take? Depending, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to tell people to have an hour and a half, two hours set aside for it. You don't have to take it directly through. You can come back and revisit it a few times. And how often do you follow up with everyone to kind of see where? So as far as the, things, the, the clinical down. studies with the like the dating people, like we've got groups of people. Oh, so you've do, been doing clinic? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Those are like that's not the Google Doc thing. That's a more intensive. Like yes, 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 yes. Um, as far as you know, for my clients, they get followed up with consistently. Right. Yeah. So I'm seeing the test and I have them retake the test every really give or take six weeks for the first six months. Again, and we can keep monitoring like, okay, like this changed. Like this is like, here's who you were. You're just a hyper aware, hyper vigilant version of yourself. And like you're not changed as a person, but the way your brain fires and what's important to you and realizing like, why is it that I feel so lonely all the time? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like if you're an introvert, it could be naturally you're going to feel lonely sometimes, but there's nothing wrong with being an introvert, right? Like mm-hmm. that's not inherently a bad character mm-hmm. feature. But we have to discuss in an intake call: Does that serve you or not? What are you doing for a career? What do you wish you were doing for a career? How's your family like? What are the pieces and parts? And how do they all go together? And we talk about: Does being an introvert, if you feel alone, does that actually serve you, or is that a story you're running in the background? All of a sudden, you're like, "Well, I, I don't know." Great, that's a good chance of the first time you ever be considered it to be a possibility that there's a different story to run. What if I could show you how to take it from? You know, your introversion scores are 98 and your extroversion scores are 12. What if we could level those out? What if we could have it be 50-50? Do you think you could feel better? Yeah, that'd be incredible. I don't like being the quiet one in the room. Mm. Great. So I'm going to make sure as we work together, as we go through this protocol, Interesting. it's going to be tailored into having consistent exercises to help you feel better. But not, you know, I don't believe that thing of you know, kick somebody in the back and knock them deep into the swimming pool, right? That's a recipe for disaster. That's not long-term and scalable. What is long-term and scalable is small incremental changes. You know, Darren Hardy's Compound Effects, a great book. Big, big, big favorite of mine. It's just small daily consistent actions, right? And holding people accountable to that. For everybody, no different than as we look at your business, right? And we all need a map for success. And a map's not something you're going to hold out and read. I look at this as mentorship, accountability, and a path. Right, you need mentorship, accountability. Yep, yep. yep. Need, I yeah. like, I like that. I you like need, that. You need a map. You need a map. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mentorship, accountability. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so that's what that's what comes down to this, right? Like so much of 
coaching, you need somebody that you can trust and believe in that has already been somewhere. Everybody's looking for the, everybody's looking for the Latin, just the P that yeah. just what's, what's, what's the, what's the path? Is it, you know, it's like, you know, I know a lot of my people are just like, is it, is it Shopify? If it's drop shipping is Amazon FBA is, it, but, but, but yeah, mentorship and accountability are you need, you gotta find so freaking key and, and not just, and as you said, not just mentorship everybody can listen to your podcast but that accountability element is so key yeah no matter who it is for accountability right oddly enough this our interview our our time together is not a cheesy ploy to get somebody to sign up for coaching what it is is these programs these theories this this math idea it works right like i don't care who your mentor is your mentor could be the guy you listen to on the podcast but you got to have somebody in your life that you don't want to let down that you trust to hold you accountable. Typically, we lean, lean into our spouses, right? I see you and I are both married, right? So, but for most men specifically, that's a very unhealthy relationship to create because mm-hmm. we don't want to be demasculinized by our women telling us that, look, you said you'd do this, you didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Get get your shit together. That's really that mm-hmm. doesn't work. We need we need someone in our peer group that we don't want to let down that mm-hmm. we commit that's not going to judge us, right? And that's where it gets really tough for most of us, right? Like. None of us want to show that vulnerability. None of us want to say to our friends, look, I'm going on this program. I realize I don't like the way I'm living. I want to live this other way. I have a path to get there. Can you hold me accountable? Mm-hmm. Because it would make you in the, in the male sense feel like you're less than, right? Like you're weak. Why do yeah. you need this? Because we all do, right? Like there's just some of us that have succumbed to the fact that being vulnerable is not a weakness. It's a strength. And so for me to say to my coach or mentor or, you know, the guys I'm working with currently, like it's the other thing that we get into this, this world, no different than yourself. You have to have consistent ongoing education, right? Like if you just stay stagnant and there's no external stimulus, like you're not growing and by the age you're not growing and everybody else is, you're almost retreating. Yep. Right. So it's, it's having the ongoing coaching and mentorship to hold me accountable, right? There's things I want to achieve that I need. I need the mentorship of someone that has grown and scaled into a hundred million dollar business, right? I haven't seen that before, you know, 40, 50 million I've been, but I haven't been to a hundred million. Well, why, why try to wing that? Like, why yeah. did I guess how to yeah. get there? Like, why makes no sense. Pay it's the not... guy what he's worth that's going to teach me a new skill set to get me to that level that I want to be at. It's a no brainer. Yeah. But it, it takes time to get to that thought process, right? Like, that, if you would ask me that five years ago, I was not in the place mentally where I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'll, I'll pay for that. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm, I got this. I'll figure it out myself. But here I am as a 34, almost 35 year old man. I think of all the time I wasted. By having that ego, which was the enemy at that point, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't actually serving me. It was protecting me from something that didn't need protected from. Was it the do-it-yourself ego? Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, course, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I got this. I'll figure it out. I'll read the books. I'll... And yeah. it works until you try your first thing. You're like, this is it. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to make I'm gonna make the money. And then it falls flat on its face and it all burns out. Like, oh, it's such a good concept. Merchant process. Oh, shit. I didn't have the fine, uh, the legal, uh, the fat. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't. Look at those things. Yeah. Ah, I know. One of my favorite stories is one of my, one of my, one of my, uh, well, he's my best friend. He, he was in, uh, Honduras or sorry, Guatemala. He grew up and he was in college there and he was, he was just like looking out the window at class. He was a freshman. He's just like, this parking lot is right outside and they're all driving like Camrys or like Toyotas. And he's like, it's like, I want to be rich. Why am I learning from these people? And he just got up in the middle of class, in the middle of semester, and just, he said, I'm going, I'm going to Chicago. And he says, you know, and he just, he's like, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I need to learn from, 
people who have actually been there and not this BS. And I think that's the problem is like the, the way the system is structured is people don't have this system to learn from, especially in business. Of course, you know, it's, it's all changing, but, um, so, so you, you created this test, this assessment. Um, and I remember I, you showed me some of the results earlier, which is really interesting, really interesting. And what I, what I want to ask you is I, I think this is fascinating because I've been, you know, on both, you know, on the coaching industry is really complex. As you said, there's no, anybody can be a coach. Um, there's, and you know, I've been going through this. How do I, you know, we train our coaches, but how do you, how do you really quantify this stuff? We're at a state, we're at a place in, I think society where it's, we're moving towards self-actualization. We're really starting. We can get the data. You said you need 10,000 records and you'll be able to basically create something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We have deep learning and artificial intelligence from Caltech and JPL through a company called Beyond Limits. That's revolutionary with how it works for marketing and all types of things we can discuss of just how it can take large data sets and see things that you or I could never ever, like you, we'd never be able to get there. Right. Imagine I bought the license based off of wanting to know exactly when to market to the right person at the right time. I think it, I think it's awesome. Now, what I want to ask you is, um, this is just an idea. Uh, but what is your, like, if I, I have coaches that work with my program and that work with my students, and I'd love to have some sort of resource like this in their hands, but, but even so, I feel like interpreting some of the results like the one thing I saw was like interpreting and being able as a coach. And as I said, I have a bunch of coaches working for me to give actionable advice um, to my students. And, you know, my, my guys are creating online businesses. Is there, is there, do you offer any sort of resources uh, that, that show them how to interpret results or would you be willing to do um, a recorded call yep. at some point with my coaches to help them interpret results. If I require all my students to go through it, because I think that's, and you know, and I, because I think that's the barrier to entry here, but I'm not sure what your thought is on that. Or if you've already thought this through, I mean, obviously yeah, we're working on building out right now, what I'll call a certification program, right? As, you, exactly where I think the opportunity is. But yeah. Yes, go on. I want to make sure that I think that's smart. To to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. Right. And when you're given exactly. the, uh, I will shift the term map for a second. Actually, we'll talk about a physical map you're holding in your hand. Okay. If you're if you have a map of the United States, it's not inherently good or bad. Right. It's just a map. Mm -hmm. you're just looking at a piece of paper. Yeah. But if you wanted to conquer, we're in Texas. If you wanted to figure out how to, you know, really own Texas, you could use yeah. a map to set up, you know, military forces. You could. Get Texas to you know leave the union essentially. I mean, maybe not everybody has guns here, but whatever it would be, that would be a bad. I think they might even want to anyway. <laughs> so you won't have to convince the America to kick them out, <laughs> right? But but go on. Yeah. <laughs> so that we could say the map in that aspect is bad. Yeah. But for me, living in Columbus, Ohio, if I want to drive my family to Orlando, Florida to go to Disney, the map is great. Like it's the best thing I could ever have. Uh -huh. Well, same thing comes true as we have a map of how your mind works, right? If I'm unscrupulous, if I don't know all the clinical research, if I don't understand all the terms behind it and how to make meaningful, impactful changes based off of true psychological tests and evaluations, 
And I just have the ability to really mess with somebody. So our vetting process for seeing how someone becomes a certified, you know, certified in this mm-hmm. methodology, it's figuring out how to make sure it doesn't get in the wrong hands, right? Because if I know there's a term called sadism, right? And that's our ability to hurt ourselves or hurt others. Mm-hmm. If your sadism score is high and I see that, but you don't understand what that term is and you just trust in me and I've had a bad day and I want to mess with you, I'm going to encourage you to find, find more conflict in your life. I'm going to encourage you to go out and like, yeah, the guy that pisses you off, it's really healthy for you to confront him. Well, it's not. Mm. Really. You're already hypersensitive and wired to that. And unless you're, you know, playing professional football or, you know, in the armed services, mm. those are really not healthy things to have bottled up inside of you. You mm. actually have to find a release valve to bring that score down and have actionable steps over a 12 week or 16 week or six mm. month program to get you to not feel that way, right? Because there's still, most likely, there's some unrepressed or, un, you know, some things that are, are still repressed, suppressed inside your body that we can get rid of. So it's, those things are the things of sure anybody should take it. I want your coach to be able to have it, but it's, I got to make sure that the people that know, dude, that makes sense. Know what they're doing. That makes sense. And yeah, you know, obviously anything, you know, my audience, you know, they want, they want to figure out how to be more successful as on their own outside of a job. So, yeah, but dude, that's awesome. Well, uh, I'm trying to think I, we probably, we probably went longer than usual, but Dude, this is, I think it's fascinating. And I think what you're doing is so awesome. And uh, I like how you're solving for a big, a big problem. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see where everything goes. So thanks for watching. We're pu- I'm putting a link down to this, uh, this, this, this assessment that you can take down below. It's really interesting. Check it out. If you have a, if you have the time, and uh, if you're at that point in life where you believe you can use some of that extra direction or just self-awareness that it brings. And I, I actually think self-awareness is one of the sexiest traits. But uh, By far. Yeah, by far. Women love it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on here. I'm going to oh, link to your podcast and stuff. Yeah, and anything you want to leave people with? Really, I think the biggest thing that runs in the background is you're not alone. Mm. Right? Like that's... I think, you know, when I pull the 1500 people that have taken the test so far, everybody at some point feels like they're alone. And whether you're alone in your struggle, whether you think you don't have a voice, whether you lump all that stuff together, that you, you find someone you can just speak to, right? Find a mentor or find somebody that will prove to you there's a path so that you know you're not alone, right? You're, you might think you're crazy because you, you want to make the money for yourself. You want to be self-employed. You want to, mm. nobody thinks that way. Your family didn't think that way. So you're all alone. Mm. You're not. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, you're, you're mm-hmm. point proven in how you coach and what you train on and your program. So it's, you're just not alone. Interesting. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Thanks, man. my friend. Yeah, awesome. Appreciate it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Internet Jet Set Podcast. Now, if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do so now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Now, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like you love the content. It'll be a huge help and I would be super grateful. Also, be sure to head over to my YouTube channel. My name is John Cristani on YouTube, C-R-E-S-T-A-N-I. And pick up my free course on affiliate marketing that'll be available once you subscribe. Now, this free course will describe to you in detail the methods I used to become wealthy in my own internet business without having to invest lots of money or uh, have any employees. 
So this is the same system used by thousands of students of mine all over the world to earn a side or a full-time income. Now, until next time, money loves speed, so let's get it.